0: You have a lamp
1: that is lit, 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 Jalta Diahi Diapo Jalasaka. Why do we all come here to Mama? So there is a lamp and lit, lit, We can light our lamp that lamp. Morsha, Morsha, Morsha. For
2: which, which I should be vaccine or mra will ever flow through my fucking blood blood never i will fucking die fucking fighting for my authority and my fucking lineage fuck these motherfuckers
3: folks all right and uh, welcome 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 to another stream of consciousness that is the jihad science show I've been away for a few days and uh you know life being what it is of me me agreeing to uh, homeschool the boy and what do you know uh, i've actually been feeling rotten the last day or so yeah last two days really yesterday so you know i've 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 spoken to the wife. You know, we've got. I, I'll take care of him and uh, make sure he's not on the computer. And I dropped the other two at school yesterday. And uh, <laughs> I came home, just said, uh, "Yeah, you can play computer." And I just crawled into bed. And uh, I have crawled out today. I realized i I've got to, got to show my face in public. Keep the, uh, keep the show on the road. And uh, maybe we're going to have a quick change because, uh, oh, oh. Because I want to listen to Lavrov at the UN. I'm looking at the link. It's 24 minutes long. And uh, I want to I want to put that in. So um, bear with me, folks, as I sort of pivot in real time and try to get this stuff. As smooth and as entertaining as possible. Uh, If uh, if if we're dealing with uh, Armageddon fetishists that want to uh, see the world burn in their image, um, (laughs) you might as well have a laugh whilst, uh, whilst it's happening. So... Uh let's see if you've uh oh let's just uh, do this. I hope sample is clean. Uh play the one from jigs might be better. I've got the PBS news hour one and it says 26 minutes and that looks like the same. Uh oh, Lavrov goes off. Oh. Uh, I watched it on Jackson stream, he found a good translation. All oh, right, okay, let's uh let's bring this up. Was, is he Surry not ay, 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 um is there is is he gonna be talking over it i'm presuming it's this twenty four minute speech right um the question is is why oh of course right it's the u n so they'll be he's probably speaking in russian and then the english translation um but i don't know let's um Let's see what we get and try to move forward that way. So let's switch to that. Uh, raccoon shall remain. Uh, I like this. Uh, that's me. I can't remember who did it. I've I've been it's been a bit of a blur for the doc in the last few days. So uh, if you sent me stuff and like I say we're gonna we're gonna be doing neuroscience, but not the type of neuroscience that we're usually doing. Um, we're maybe gonna look at advances in vaccine tech that uh, seem seem able to stop neurotropism so that's another primary uh, goal of today's stream and yeah let's let's roll on because we are sure or not sure but um, there's a lot to get through. So if you've wandered in here, wondered who I am, that is me. Yes, real scientist uh, actually actually gearing up to do more science things. And uh, yeah, that's another thing I want to touch on briefly, folks. And so um, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, if you want to find out who I am, ResearchGate uh, is a good aggregator of the public science I've done. Uh, it's all there. Uh, well, most of it, 99% that I've published and uh, all free. And the most important, the housekeeping. The housekeeping. Please, please, please go to McCann Dojo. This is really, really important at the moment because uh, we're, we're gearing up for the next the next lab experiment. And so um, I'm going to get into that in a minute but let me just put mckeon dojo into chat and so it's on the screen and yes come patreon if you want doc loves if you hit the wtyl.live tip jar button uh if you scan the qr code it'll take you to the same all manner of payment taken g apple pay whatever um i've also if you scroll up the chat in rumble you can see a direct paypal link i will put that again just to try to maximize a grift potential at the moment we've got to we've got to um we've got to do this folks we've got to do this well it's it, it it'll get done but I, I need help i need help and uh this That's how you help me. And of course, buy me a coffee if you wish to uh, interrupt the doc with a sound stinger. Uh, Subscribe, start cryptocurrencies, uh, gladly accepted. Join the Discord chat. Uh, The link is there on the website. And of course, if you want an email, if you don't get enough, uh, register to be notified. I try to send out an email before I go live so that you can stay uh, stay up to date with the doc on what he's up to. And of course, a lot of our... uh, well, the coins that you give to me go into building out this um, or maintaining now. Uh, it seems somewhat stable uh, video streaming and upload platform. Uh, I think we're going to need these, uh, particularly as the, well, the digital dystopia <laughs> comes in. Uh, it seems uh, it seems ever more visible on the horizon and uh, already has its like uh, tentacles <laughs> constricting us. So please, please, if you want to have uh, science for the public, by the public, uh, help, help, support and run this platform. And anyone, uh, if you want, can upload and stream on there. Just um, you just got to sign up, and then we'll uh, we'll let you in. Uh, let's see. Don't listen to Lavrov. He racist.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: Yes, yes, yes. So before we get to Lavrov, let me just do this. And so those I've scribbled out a bunch of identifying marks because I want to uh I don't want any blowback on the person who has given them to me. But I have cold-chained Bivalent Pfizer and where the goal is to do the plasmid analysis and so that means I don't want to give too much away but I will take these to the US um as soon as humanly possible and we will do the uh the tests necessary to check the amount of uh, plasmid available and the important thing that I wanted to show you is that they are um they're, not out of date. They're they're within the expiry date of the um, samples. So, uh, please, folks, please, please try to get word out. Right, if if people are concerned about this plasmid issue, uh, this this is the final nailing to the. <laughs> I do say crucifix. Yeah, now uh, we should crucifix these bastards, right? Crucifix. <laughs> Wow, crucifixion's too good for them. Uh, we have to get these tested. And the thing is, we want to be able to say unsealed, cold-chained, and uh, within expiry date. There we have them, folks. And we need to raise the money to... And like I said, I've had a uh, healthy pledge, which um, goes a long way to covering the costs. But, um, you know, a few weeks in the U.S., <laughs> it's uh you're looking close to eight eight thousand nine thousand dollars so um we've got to got to get this done and like i say put the word out and uh, like i say i've covered up any uh details that would give away uh the batch numbers and where they could be sourced etc um But the, it's critical, it's critical that these plasmid tests are done with these samples. The problem is at the moment that the plasmids, or the tests done at the moment, have been, uh, I should say, um, vials that are not pristine. And so we have to, we have to make sure, keep piling on the data and making sure that the data is as clean as possible. So um, please, please, please get the word out that we're going to be doing this. Now I was going to do this and (laughs) now I want to watch Lavrov. And so maybe we'll forego the. um, The much of the tabs that I had open, but let's put this here. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll speed it up a clip because I want to And listen. swift action. And sh- 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 sh-
1: sh- <laughs> What's that?
3: Boxed water is better. Um. Is it? I guess. Oh yes. I don't know. They're still lined with like plastic, right? Um. <laughs> right. So, um. Can we get to uh, to Lavrov. Skip the guff at the beginning. All right, Uh Lavrov, take it away. I'll speed it up a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do it one and a half times. folks. it's a 24 minute speech. What I'll do is I'll speed it up slightly and then increase the clip as your ears adjust.
4: It is symbolic that we are holding today's meeting
3: on the international day of multilateralism and diplomacy for peace. <laughs> you know what? Fuck trying to listen at uh, uh, high speed. Um, the the playback with two languages going is rough. Ah, sorry. Sorry this is just it's dropped in my inbox or oh, not inbox I just saw it in the chat but I've, I want, I want to hear this
4: which has been enshrined on the calendar of significant dates under General Assembly resolution, dating 12 December
2: 2018. In two weeks,
4: we will commemorate the 70th, 78th anniversary of the victory during the Second World War. The defeat of Nazi Germany, where my country, with support of allies, made a decisive contribution, set the foundation for the post-war international order. Its legal foundation became a part of the United Nations. In our organization, the embodiment of general, genuine multilateralism gained a central coordinating role in international politics. In 80 years of its existence, the United Nations has delivered on key, the key mission which entrusted to it by the Founding Fathers. For several decades, the core mutual understanding of the five mutual, of the five permanent members of the Security Council on the supremacy of the goals and principles of the Charter guaranteed global security and by created conditions for genuine multilateral cooperation uh, governed by universally recognized norms of international law. And now, the United Nations-centered system is enduring a profound crisis. The root cause was the desire of some members of our organization to replace international law and the United Nations Charter with a certain rules-based order. Nobody has seen these rules. They were not the subject of transparent international negotiations.
3: Uh, yeah, this is a very good point, and what are those rules? Well, the rules of... <laughs> and uh, predatory corporations. Go on, I'm liking where this is going.
4: They are devised, crafted and applied
1: with the goal of countering the natural process of the
4: establishment of new independent development centers, which are the objective manifestation of multilateralism. Their attempts to deter
1: them with u- I- illegitimate unilateral measures. These include barring access to modern technologies and financial services.
4: They include expulsion from supply chains, confiscation of property, destruction of critical infrastructure of
3: competitors. And <laughs> it's true! We blew up their pipeline, which was just an act of war in and of itself, folks. Don't forget that. Uh, we are not the good guys at the moment.
4: Manipulation with universally agreed upon norms and...
3: Knock out the left channel. The translator is on the right ah i don't know i don't know how to do that quickly off the bat to tell the truth um <laughs> anyone, anyone know how to do that can you do that in uh yeah i don't know so someone if someone can <laughs> guide me i'll do it
4: As a result, uh, global trade has become fragmented, market mechanisms have collapsed, the World Trade Organization has become paralyzed, and now, clearly and openly, the International Monetary Fund has morphed into a tool for the achievement of the goals of the United States and their allies, including (laughs) (laughs) goals of a military nature. In a desperate attempt to assert their domination by punishing their subordinates. the United Good thinking. Take the earbud out. Which, for many years, they have taunted. They have uh, raised up as the highest benefit of all of humanity, advancing the multilateral system, uh, global economic system. Washington and its Western subordinates
2: leverage those rules every time they need to justify illegitimate attempts against those who base their policies in line
4: with international law, and those who abandon. Uh, and parochial interest of the global <laughs> billion, the Western, Western colleagues have long
3: like
4: found it inconvenient to ideologico- Hang
3: on. I tend to say it's saying, play this. All right. I'll do that. Uh, play this audio from three minutes in. Sergey Thank I thank the Secretary
4: General of the United Nations for his the key mission, which was entrusted to it by the founding fathers. For several decades, the core mutual understanding of the five mutual of the five permanent members of the Security Council on the supremacy of the goals and principles of the Charter guaranteed global security and thereby created conditions for a genuine multilateral cooperation uh, governed by universally recognized norms of international law. Now the United Nations-centered system is enduring a profound crisis. The root cause was the desire of some members of our organization to replace international law and the United Nations Charter with a certain rules-based order. Nobody has seen these rules. They were not the subject of transparent international negotiations. They are devised, crafted, and applied. With the goal of countering the natural process of the establishment of new independent development centers, which are the objective manifestation of multilateralism, their attempts to deter them. Can anyone imagine like Joe Biden or Blinken giving a speech like this with illegitimate unilateral measures? These include barring access to modern technologies and financial services. They include expulsion from supply change, confiscation of property, destruction of critical infrastructure of competitors, and manipulation with universally agreed upon norms and procedures. As a result, uh, global trade has become fragmented, market mechanisms have collapsed, the World Trade Organization has become paralyzed, and now, clearly and openly, the International Monetary Fund has morphed into a tool for the achievement of the goals of the United States and their allies, including goals of a military nature. In a desperate attempt to assert to domin- their domination by punishing their insubordinates, the United States has taken the path of destroying globalization, which for many years they have taunted, they have uh, raised up as the highest benefit of all of human of humanity. Advancing the multilateral system, uh, global economic system, Washington and its uh, Western subordinates leverage those rules every time they need to justify illegitimate attempts against those who base their policies in line with international law and those who abandon uh, the uh, parochial interest of the global billion. The Western colleagues have long found it inconvenient to reach agreement through universal formats such as the United Nations for ideological justified policy to undermine multilateralism in abandonment of democracy and countering autocracy. Beyond the Summit for Democracy, where self-proclaimed self-proclaimed a hegemon determines composition, there are other uh, clubs of select individuals are adopted. The Summit for Democracy, the Alliance for Multilateralism, the Global Partnership for Artificial Interact. The. The Global Coalition for Freedom of Media, the Paris Call for Trust and Security in cyberspace, all of these and other exclusive projects have been devised to undermine negotiations on relevant themes under the aegis of the United Nations to impose uh, non-consensual concepts and decisions uh, that are convenient for the West and these are proposed as a position of the international community. Let's call a spade a spade. Nobody allowed the Western minority to speak on behalf of all of humankind. There is a need to be polite and to respect all members of the international community. By imposing the rules-based order, Its sponsors arrogantly uh, reject the key principle of the Charter of the United Nations, namely sovereign equality of states. The quintessential essential nature of the conflicts of superiority or exceptionalism was the lordly statement of the head of uh, the European Union head uh, Joseph Burrell stating that Europe is a heavenly garden and the rest of the world is a uh, jungle. Else- he did
5: say that Europe is a heavenly garden and the rest of the world is a jungle. That's the guy who says that Russia should be eliminated and wants, uh, you know, EU navies to be patrolling around Taiwan at the moment.
4: Also, quote, the joint declaration of NATO-EU, dating 10 January 2023, which states, I quote, the United West will leverage all economic, financial, political, and I would note this in particular, military instruments at the disposal of NATO and the EU for the advancement of the interests of our common billion. That is what the declaration states. The collective West has arrogantly reshaped for uh, tailored processes of multilateralism at the regional level to t- for the advancement of their interests. Just recently, the United States called for the Monroe Doctrine to be revived, demanding that Latin American countries limit t- ties with the Russian Federation and People's Republic of China. This policy, however, came up against the decisive in, uh, a focus of, of countries in the region to strengthen their own multilateral structures, first and foremost, to select and uh, to uphold their legitimate right to stand as a pillar of the multilateral world order. The Russian Federation fully supports these justified uh, aspirations now. There uh, have been significant forces in the United States and allies to undermine multilateralism in the Asia Pacific region. And uh, this cooperation around economy and security has decades, for decades been unfolding around ASEAN. This system allowed for consensual approaches to be established, which were beneficial to the 10 members, uh, the dozen members of ASEAN and their partners in dialogue, including Russia, China, the U.S., India, Japan, Australia, Republic of Korea, which provided for a genuine inclusive of multilateralism by advancing the indo-pacific strategy washington has embraced the policy of destroying this established architecture and that's by the
5: way the reason why all these you know asean uh member states are fleeing the dollar right now i i was just in indonesia and like you know they couldn't be more detached from detached from the west and they're talking about ditching the dollar right now in preference of trade in like uh, other currencies like the yuan so
4: it's the writing's on the wall and during the last NATO summit in Madrid, there was an a- assertion Chik of says, peace.
3: peace. Jig says, China isn't stupid and is 100% behind ending this BS hegemony. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, <laughs> look, f- 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 we've let incompetence get into this, these positions. And, well, in- incompetence driven by avarice and greed and generally deviant perversions and uh they're, they're fucking everything up and you know i'm i have genuine concerns about where it's going in fact we find ourselves on the footings to uh full on global warfare and uh, we seem to have been seeing the uh the emergence of bio warfare as a prelude to that
4: lovers and exclu- about the exclusively peaceful nature of their military programs, announcing global responsibility and divisibility of security in the Euro-Atlantic and the so-called Indo-Pacific region. So now, the policy of NATO, as of course a, a defensive uh, organization, has now moved to western shores of the Pacific Ocean. The block-based approaches undermine the Asia-centric um, uh, mindsets, and they are manifest in the creation of, an, of a military alliance, AUKUS, which has uh, now embraced Tokyo, Seoul, and a number of ASEAN countries. Under the aegis of the U.S., mechanisms for intervention in maritime security issues have been established to uphold the unilateral interests of the west of the west of Mr. Burrell, I mentioned promised yesterday, to send EU military um, naval forces to that region. It is not concealed that the goal of the Indo-Pacific strategy is to deter China and to isolate Russia. And this is how Uh, Western colleagues view effective multilateralism in the Asia-Pacific region. After the collapse of the Warsaw Treaty Organization and the Soviet Union departing from the stage, a hope was fermented for the advancement of the principles of genuine inclusive multilateralism in the Euro-Atlantic space. But instead of tapping into the potential of the OSCE on equitable, collective basis, Western countries not only preserved NATO, but contrary to their pledges, they moved towards uh, arrogantly absorbing spaces in including those territories where vital interests of the Russian Federation existed and will always continue to exist. As well. Which
3: is true. <laughs> we said not one inch further east and what did we do? <laughs> we went in and, uh, well, like I say, just, just imagine the situation reversed for the U.S.,
4: was reported by the then uh, U.S. Secretary of State. Ch- Imagine
3: Ch- China. Imagine China just deciding, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna <laughs> ally with Mexico, and we're gonna have uh, fifty, fifty large uh, bases along the border of the U.S." Imagine that
4: to president george bush the elder the main threat for nato is the organization for security and cooperation in europe and i would add that presently the united nations and what is enshrined in its charter also represent a threat to washington's global ambitions russia that's a zinger the
5: OSEC and the united nations charter present the greatest threat to the west and nato at the moment i'd have to say I agree with that if those if the U.N. Charter was upheld, that is, but uh, you yeah, know, to enshrine it in the uh, written text and record of the United Nations Security Council is uh,
4: something that should not be forgotten from Lavrov. He's on fire. Russia has painstakingly attempted to reach mutually beneficial multilateral agreements with an emphasis on the principle of indivisibility of security, which was proclaimed and enshrined in outcome documents of the OSCE summits of both 1999 and 2010. There, it states explicitly... Categorically, black and white, that nobody is to strengthen one's own security at the expense of the security of others. And no state, group of states, organization can be vested with the primary responsibility for the maintenance of peace in the OSCE region or consider any Region of the OSCE whatsoever as a part of its sphere of influence, NATO trampled upon these obligations, and the, the presidents and premiers, uh, premiers of its member states, and did the opposite, proclaiming its right to any arbitrary action. An egregious example is the. Uh, unlawful bombing of Yugoslavia in 1999, including with depleted uranium uh, being used, which resulted That's in true. an uptick in cancer cases, both for Serb citizens and NATO military personnel. Joe Biden was in a senator, and he, not without pride, he said before the Kamaluras that he personally called for the bombing of Belgrade and the destruction of all bridges on the Nipper River. And now, the U.S. ambassador in Belgrade, Mr. Hill, through media outlets, has called on the Serbs to turn the page and to stop getting upset about stopping getting upset. The U.S. has gained great deal of experience japan has been shamefully quiet about who bombed hiroshima and nagasaki as we know uh, during the g7 summit uh, mr blinken with great pathos lamented the suffering of victims of the bombing but he did not manage to mention the culpability of the united states these are the rules and uh, after the second world war these are criminal misadventures of washington which were
5: basically just going down the line and listing every single like uh you know, European-centric war crime that the U.S. has committed in recent history.
3: Yeah, but you know what? Um, There ain't nobody got clean hands in that domain. (laughs) Just uh, keep that in mind, folks. Uh, Be sceptical of both sides. Just
4: for the record, books. The record books set into play. The shameful invasion by the U.S.-led coalition into Iraq in 20 th- 2003 was an egregious violation of the United Nations Charter, as was the aggression against Libya in 2011. The result was the destruction of statehood, hundreds of thousands of dead, rampant <laughs> terrorism. A blatant violation of the U.N. Charter also was a U.S. intervention in post-Soviet states affairs. Color revolutions were organized in Georgia and Kyrgyzstan. There was a brutal coup in Kiev in 2014, and this also includes attempts to forcibly seize power in Belarus in 2020. The Anglo-Saxons, uh, the West, not only justify or attempt to justify these criminal misadventures, but they also taunt their policy of advancement of democracy, and the same has to do with the rules. Kosovo will recognize independence without a referendum. The Crimea, they won't recognize it, despite the fact that there was a referendum. Falklands and Malvinas, <laughs> they will not be touched, for there was a re- the c- cleverly rec- referendum there. This is laughable. In order to abandon double standards, we call for all uh, cons- to adhere to consensual agreements which were agreed upon through the 1970 UN Declaration of The Principles of International Law. It explicitly proclaims the need to respect the sovereignty and territorial integrity of all states who, I quote, respect the principle of equality and self-determination of peoples and which have governments which represent all the people residing on that territory. Any objective observer can clearly see that the Nazi Kiev regime can in no way be regarded (laughs) as a representative, as representing the residents of the territory who refused to accept the results of the brutal coup in February 2014. And as a result of this, uh, the Putschists unleashed war against them. Similarly, a cannot claim to represent the interests of Kosovo Serbs, which were were promised autonomy by the European Union, just like Berlin and Paris, promised special status for Donbass. The results of these promises are well known. Our Secretary General stated this eloquently uh, during the Second Summit for Democracy on 29 March. And I quote, democracy emanates from the Charter of the United Nations. And his fir- its first words, we the peoples, reflects the fundamental source of legitimate power, the consent of the governed. The consent. I emphasize this. In order to halt the war that was unleashed in the east of Ukraine, uh, uh, multilateral efforts were undertaken for the advance of a peaceful settlement these were enshrined in security council resolution which was which uh, which unanimously approved the minsk agreements these minsk agreements were trampled upon by kiev and its western handlers who themselves recently cynically and even with pride recognized that they never intended to implement this they simply wanted to gain time time to final weapons into ukraine against russia In this way there was a- <laughs> it's
3: true. They're literally they're literally on record as admitting that that's what they were doing
4: the public proclamation of a violation of multilateralism, a multilateral obligation of all members of the United Nations, which is enshrined in the Charter, and which requires that all members comply with the resolutions of Security Council. Our subsequent action to prevent confrontation, including President Putin's proposal dating December 2021, for the agreement to be reached on multilateral mutual security guarantees, were high-handedly rejected. Nobody, we were told, can prevent NATO from embracing Ukraine. For all the years after the coup, despite our insistence, nobody, none of Kiev's handlers brought uh, Protoshenko or Zelensky or the Ukrainian uh, upper rada to their their census. Nobody brought them to their census. In the uh, upper Ukrainian rada, uh, uh, through legislation, the Russian language, Russian education, Russian media outlets, and Russian culture, religious traditions were destroyed in a direct violation of the Ukrainian Constitution and the Universal Convention on the Rights of National Minorities. In parallel, the Kiev regime through legislation and day-to-day live introduced nazi practice and theory without any uh, concealment openly they organized in the center of kiev and other cities exuberant torch bearing marches with ss division banners upheld the west remained silent
3: can we say based ukraine in that <laughs> no. Just look man i've said it before i don't care right what what people do in their own country if you want to go goose stepping i don't give a shit <laughs> It's when, it's when you get us and, and you're dragging us all into conflagration and the rampant hypocrisy. Whereas someone like myself, who was, you know, you could just call me a, probably would fit more in the category of um, old school, I don't know, working class, trade union, nationalism. Right. <laughs> Just, they 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 will hound people like me yet applaud applaud the goose steppers in in ukraine it's hilarious to me
4: and this uh, was fully in line with U.S. plans to leverage their, uh, open, the openly racist regime in the hope of weakening the Russian Federation in a strategic focus on eliminating uh, competitors. It is clear to all, even though not everybody talks about this, This is not at all about Ukraine. It's about how international relations will continue to be shaped through the establishment of a sound consensus on the basis of balance of interests or through aggressive and volatile advancement of Washington's hegemony. We cannot consider the Ukrainian Ukrainian issue separately from the geopolitical context. Multilateralism uh, provides for respect for the United Nations Charter and all of its uh, interlinkage of its principles, and this was mentioned above. The Russian Federation has clearly announced the goals uh, which we are pursuing through the Special Military Operation to eradicate the threats to our security, which were created for years by NATO representatives directly on our borders, and to protect people who have been deprived the rights proclaimed through multilateral conventions to protect them from the public statements of a Kiev regime and their actions and direct threats uh, to destroy and expel them from territories where their uh, predecessors lived for uh, centuries. Uh, uh, what were the US doing in NATO and NATO doing in Yugoslavia, in Iraq, in Libya? Were there threats there to their security, their culture, their religions, their languages? What were the multiple?
3: Uh, Put per- simply, no. No, these these were, again, banker wars and, uh, well, you know, the Middle East, uh, if we can uh, point to a particular group who've been, uh, shall we say, fermenting, fermenting trouble in the region
4: multilateral norms that they took, guided them in their proclamations of the independence of Kosovo and the violation of the principles of the OSCE through the destruction of the stable economic uh, state economically stable states of uh, Iraq and Libya, which collapsed as a result of their actions. And those the, uh, places were located thousands of miles from U.S. shores. There, uh, the multilateral system was an attempt of you. Uh,
5: Gene Romain in the YouTube chat says just a big word salad. Uh, Gene, my apologies. It's not a word salad. You just lack a certain level of competency to understand what he's saying.
4: ...of the U.S., and there's a clear imbalance in the U.N. Secretariat and the U.N. as a whole, and this is now seen in the uh, staff who are now taking liberties with politically motivated conduct that is not befitting of international civil servants. We urge the Secretary-General to ensure that all uh, all of his staff comply with impartiality in line with Article 100 of the U.N. Charter. We also urge the secretariat leadership in drafting documents on the common agenda, which was mentioned here, the new agenda for peace, which is mentioned here, to be guided by the need to suggest to member states ways to find a balance of interests, rather than helping to advance neoliberal concepts otherwise, instead of multilateral, of a multilateral agenda, there will be a deepening of a division between the uh, golden billion and the international majority. Speaking of multilateralism, we cannot be limited to the international context as a whole, just when we talk about a democracy uh, the international context cannot be disregarded double standards need to be abandoned and multilateralism and democracy need to be respected within states and uh, in their relations with one another everybody knows that the west in imposing their understanding of democracy on others does not want to see democratization of international relations on the basis of respect for sovereign equality of states but now advancing their rules on the international arena they're increasingly asphyxiating multilateralism and democracy at home applying increasingly repressive tools for suppressing any dissent as their... Yes,
3: yes, yes, yes. And like I say, in the last three years, it wasn't the Chinese or Russians that have been censoring me or debanking me. It's been very much Western institutions. And we've got a uh, cancer in those institutions and we either burn it out, burn it out in any manner possible or it, or it will... Consumers,
4: the criminal Kiev regime has done with the support of its teachers, the US and allies. Distinguished colleagues, as was the case in the Cold War, we have reached a dangerous, possibly even more dangerous threshold. The situation is worsened with a loss of trust in multilateralism when the financial economic aggression of the West is destroyed.
3: So Jick says people forget that under, I believe, Article fifty two of the UN Charter, Russia had a right to invade due to security threats on its border. Yeah. Yeah. And that that applies to any country that sees a threat on its border. That you, you know, it's kind of kind of a given that you're you're allowed to respond to it. And like I say, the spiral that we've been in with respect to the uh, propaganda, the psychological operations being levied against well, the uh, the. The governed, right, we're the governed, we're the untermensch, and it's by, what did, what did he call it? The golden golden billion, something like that.
4: ...the benefits of globalization when the United States and its allies are abandoning diplomacy and de- demanding uh, clarification of relations on the battlefield. And this is all done in the halls of the United Nations, which was created to prevent the horrors of war. The voices of wisdom are, des- are uh, undermined and uh, this, uh, they're, they're calling for the revival of culture of dialogue, and they are muzzled by those who have decided to undermine the core principles of multilateral relations. We all need to return to the source. Respect for the purpose and principles of the UN Charter and all the diversity and interlinkages. Genuine multilateralism on the international stage at present necessitates adaptation of the United Nations to reflect the trends of the establishment of multilateral architecture of international relations. There's a need to expedite reform of the Security Council to improve, enhance uh, representation of Asian, African, Latin American countries. The current, excessive, overwhelming representation of the West in this body undermines the principle of multilateralism. As well as initiative, of the Group of Friends in Protection of the UN Charter was established. We urge all states respecting the charter to join this. There is an important need for uh, to tap in the cons- uh, potential of BRICS, SCO, Eurosec, CISC, STO, and of course, we are in favor of actively leveraging the initiative and positions of regional associations of countries of the Global South. An important role in supporting multilateralism can be played by DG20 if Western participants stop diverting the attention of colleagues from pressing matters on its agenda in their attempt to conceal their own culpability for the accumulation of crises in the global economy. Our common obligation is to preserve the United Nations as the tried and tested beacon for multilateralism and coordination of international policies and politics. The key to success is concerted efforts, abandonment of claims for any exceptionalism, and, I repeat this once again, respect for sovereign equality of states. This is what we all signed on to when we ratified the charter of the United Nations in 2021 president putin proposed the establishment of a summit the summit to convene for member permanent members of the Security Council, uh, the leaders of China and France supported this initiative, however unfortunately this was not realized. This is directly related to multilateralism, not because the five permanent uh, members have certain privileges as compared to the others, but specifically due to their particular responsibility under the Charter of the United Nations for the maintenance of international peace and security. And this is specifically what is required now under the imperatives of the UN-centric system, which as a result of the actions of the West is evaporating before very eyes. Concerns about the situation are increasingly prevalent in the multilateral initiatives and ideas of Global South countries uh, from the East and from East, Southeast Asia, from the Arab Muslim world as a uh, general and Africa, Latin America. We value their intention to focus on concerted efforts for the maintenance of a balance of interest on the basis of the sovereign equality of states and indivisibility of security. And to conclude, I wish to turn to all journalists who are now covering today's meeting. Your colleagues from a uh, Russian um, media outlets were not allowed access here. The United States mission. <laughs>
3: Holy shit, well, yeah, I guess that, um, they would, they would come up with, uh, well, yeah, we've got sanctions against, uh, those, those journalists. Still, um... It's a sign of uh, where we're at, folks.
4: embassy in Moscow mockingly announced the willingness to issue visas when our plane took off. So I request, insist that you compensate for the loss of the presence of Russian journalists. Try to make your uh, reporting objective so that the international community has a genuinely multilateral objective overview in your assessments and the facts provided. I now return to my duties.
3: There you go. Uh, Again, um, it wasn't as dynamite as uh, I would have liked, but you know, it's it's the language of diplomacy, right? And so th- there's a lot of uh, how should we say subtext in what he's saying, and yeah, it's uh, it's a sad sign of the times that we're look. I, I'm no fan of the UN <laughs> by a long shot, right? I I think it's a um, it's an organization that's open to abuse like the World Health Organization but when you're being um, silenced and we are being silenced by these weaponized information systems you've got information disorder lick spittle if you're if you're not agreeing with the trusted news initiative yes peon you've got a mental disorder Liter- literally literally medicalizing uh dissent in this current paradigm it's nauseating and to you know, the, the fact the fact that i'm sitting here nodding in agreement with russians again is mind-blowing to me something I, I wouldn't have predicted 3 years ago 5 years ago um you know there was a look i've just i it, it boils down to this as someone who is a proponent for healthy nationalism, you know, Japan's got it about right, um, the, we should, we should be aiming towards that type of world, and one where, you know, trade, trade is the, you know, neighbours that trade together often go less to war together, and the, We we find ourselves in this situation where, like I say, there's a power-hungry cabal at the top that, you know, whatever motivations you want to aspire to them, uh, to you, peon, they're, uh, they ain't good for your health, I'm afraid, and n- not good for your future prospects or the prospects of your children. And um, with that, I think we can move on from uh, the current events. So, oh yeah, one, one thing I wanted to <laughs> so apparently Sudan fighting brings huge biological risk as lab holding samples of deadly viruses are occupied, World Health Organization warns, again this, this to me is just indicative of how um, flimsy the argument is for these laboratories and you know what the f- fuck is there? <laughs> there a laboratory in sudan that would be what bsl free at least i guess if they're holding uh, deadly diseases and uh, doing some experimentation on them um, <laughs> just we've got to wind it back in folks and just shut them all down shut them all down give teach the hospital how to do pcr diagnostics and uh, that's it and then burn burn the samples man uh let's see. Um all right, so oh yeah, just We're we're here we're here to uh resurrect resurrect the uh the Arab Chad <laughs> the Arab Chad strongman and uh, this popped in my feed. It was on uh I can't remember what Freddie was on, maybe one from Jicky. Uh but uh yes his uh Uncle Gaddafi. Telling it like it is. Listen to his prophetic words, folks, uh, especially in light of uh, what's happening in Sudan. We was Kangs, indeed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know
3: if you can see that. I believe there will be many viruses in the future. Lay the smack down, Gaddafi. Lay the smack down.
2: (laughs) I think I think uh, I think Uncle Gaddafi was uh, was uh,
3: shouting out to the world what was really going on. We've had a uh, oh jeez
2: lesson in it. Um... <laughs> اقول الكتاب الاخضر لا يسمح ببيع الدواء الدواء لا الدواء مجاني i think there's
3: some real wisdom there <laughs> If the vaccines are free, you'll see that many of these unknown viruses will stop appearing and spreading.
1: Mm.
3: I'm inclined to agree with the, uh. the North African strongman.
2: him, <laughs> Come on! <laughs>
3: wow, uh, rip Arab legend, yeah, yeah. Um, we've done a number on him, and look, you know, it's one of those things where again, you know, we, we, we got to be careful about trying to lay our morals and ethics onto other parts of the world. But, you know, Libya was a relatively successful and stable country. And, you know, they was, you know, I want to say like they, they were building a pipeline, right? And that would sort of, I don't know, help irrigation and sort of bring water to water-deprived areas. And what oh, did NATO do? That was one of the first targets that they <laughs> they whacked when we went in there and uh, we came, we saw he died. Um, if news is fake, imagine history. Yeah, well, you know, it's the old uh, adage that uh, the history books are written by the victor, right? and it's it's only because of the proliferation of i guess technologies like the internet and people having access to being able to film in real time and get information out quickly that you're seeing the the controller class begin to panic and coming up with terms like information disorder you've got information disorder should you be thinking different to what your betters are thinking and it's a um yeah i, like I say it's a, it's a precarious time a precarious time right now and you know i'm you know i would really like to think that the u.s is going to sort of uh, shake off the parasites and the ticks and sort of be the uh guiding guiding light that it could be um Water to desert and gold for oil got him, yeah, yeah, 'cause that that was another thing that he wanted to do right was to have a gold backed um currency for Africa, and they weren't going to have that
0: <laughs> just
3: oh man, like as a karmic debt you know i I was back then anything anything to lay a slap in onto uh, Abdul. <laughs> How to be cheering it on? Go on, <laughs> stick them. But you know, I came. I came from an environment where you know the rubber was really meets the road in the the mass movement of third welders into um, the country, and it was a rough and tough uh, time, and even worse now. All right, so let us move on. So there's uh, some updates with, um, well, it's this, right? Uh, (laughs) Again, this plays into this information disorder. And uh, UK minister calls for jailing social media bosses who do not censor speech. Right, And, you know, uh, all this illusion that the West has made to being the moral aragon to the the, this guiding light to the world about our free speech and right to free association etc it was all a facade all the time that they could keep stringing you along but now now there actually is something approximating free speech that can be you know spread and in in such a way that should you hammer on to something or, or tag on to something where it becomes viral becomes a threat to these people and you know the weaponization or biowarfare, medical countermeasures space um, th- is the cudgel which they're going to use to shut down dissent among, among, the, among the people, among us, among us who have to struggle day by day to survive in the systems that they've built. And they don't, they don't like how it's going because they're losing their grip on power and control such that I don't know who knows how the internet's going to look in six months but um <laughs> this this is how fucking ridiculous it's got and, and what people people are just gonna um <laughs> just stand by and let it happen and the problem is is that I think most people uh will they're they're not going to be well oh, don't bother me governor or you know I've got you you're too focused on trying to uh, get through the week so that you can cover the expenses, like I am, like I am. That's why I'm here, folks. <laughs> hit that, hit those dono buttons. Come on, we've got to, uh, we've got to get these samples. We've got to do the. Uh, let me just see if there's been any, uh, any donos. See if I can uh, resurrect some more Arab chads. Not one. <sighs> Fuckers. Do you want to see? Do you want to see those files analysed or not? Do you want to see do you want to know in clean clean pristine samples if you've been if you've been exposed to high plasmid levels if you want to see that you need to help me you've got to help me get into a position where we can do these experiments okay so uh moving on uh, covid uh is rising in india i don't know apparently the defense minister is in hospital again i don't know how, are we going to see the spikes and waves that we've seen before? And, you know, I'm, my mind just goes to get Bosch and what he says that you, you, you see this proliferation of escape variants such that you, you eventually end up with a particularly virulent strain that the body's Well, innate and adaptive immunity is just going to struggle to hold back, and then, and well, I, I guess the the silver lining is that it would be those that have um, basically jabbed themselves with gene transfection technologies on the receiving end of the uh, the worst prognostications of that scenario. Um, but I I don't think it's a good Trajectory to be on, and and maybe maybe it's already too late. Like I say, may, maybe everything's done with respect to the uh, the the plans that they have, <laughs> that they as they shape the world in their image or burn the world in their image. Um, let's see, did that, did that, and so similar in Indonesia, we're seeing signals. Same in Italy. Um COVID cases up 28.5%. Deaths up 48% in one week. Now, look, um when anyone's talking to you at percentages, uh, it's good to understand the uh, raw numbers. So what does it say? Incidents stood at 48 for every 100,000 inhabitants in the period between 14th and 20th of April, 2023, against 37 in the previous survey. Eh, ah, you know. We'll we'll see where that ends up. And what else was there? Um oh yeah, same is happening in Japan. Now, you know, I keep an eye on the Japan uh data because I do think it's some of the cleanest and it's not um it's not going crazy crazy, but if you can sort of see there is a slight bump and yeah, that's the last week or so, last month. Yeah. So, meh, yeah, I'm I'm not overly, overly concerned. And what else did I have? Um, ah, this goes into information disorder. I'll skip that. And I, I'm gonna make this quick stream today. I'm still, still feeling a little peaked. Um, so of course, uh, long COVID. Ah, shit, need to do that. Uh, long COVID costing Australia at least 5.7 billion a year, with estimates of it going up to, I want to say it was some 48, 46 billion a year, potentially. So, uh, another thing that I listed in the title is that apparently, well, no, it's not apparently, they've memory hold spas, right? So, spas, if people cast their mind back was one of these tabletop exercises and they've done the same for event 201 and this is john hopkins university and the spas document is no longer available on their web page now it, you know of course the internet generally will have copies somewhere if you go digging and we do we do have i have the spas document and it's this is an indicator of how they're trying to, again, control narratives, right? Because the thing is, <laughs> documents like spars look very, very damning in the current scenario. Where what do we see? What are we looking at when we're, um, when we pick apart that document? Well, the concern is that a, I even want to say it was coronavirus of. Um, anyway, some some severe disease emerges, and they're forced they're forced to make vaccines that gen that have a neurological impact on the population, such that people become restless because there's just been such um such a degree of harm through the uh, through the medical countermeasure route that they've taken. In fact, let me just, uh, it's probably worth me just bringing up that document. Let me just grab it real quick.
0: Give me a second.
3: All right, so there's there's the SPARS document. Um the spas pandemic. Twenty twenty five to twenty twenty eight. Oh well, funny, it's a three year window. Imagine that. And if if you take a look in the Uh, let's let's see what the scenario proposes. So the following narrative comprises a futuristic scenario that illustrates communication dilemmas concerning medical countermeasures that could plausibly emerge in the not so distant future. Its purpose is to prompt users both individually and in discussion with others to imagine the dynamic and oftentimes conflicted circumstances in which communication around emergency medical countermeasures, development, distribution and uptake takes place. While engaged with a rigorous simulated health emergency scenario Readers have the the opportunity to mentally rehearse responses while also weighing the implications of their actions. At the same time, readers have a chance to consider what potential measures implemented in today's environment might avert comparable communication dilemmas or classes of dilemmas in the future. Uh, let's see the time frame from the scenario 25 to 2028 was selected first and then major socio economic demographic technological and environmental trends likely to have emerged by that period were identified specifically two dominant trends likely to influence regulatory and public response to future public health emergencies were selected one varying degrees of access to information technology and two varying levels of fragmentation among populations along social political religious ideological and cultural lines a scenario matrix was then constructed illustrating four possible worlds shaped by these trends with consideration given to both constant and unpredictable driving forces and again there's a reason why the no virus loons were given the the amplification that they were they wanted that and they wanted you to be in a situation of uh, you know confusion destabilized perception uh leading towards learned helplessness now um I think they uh, I don't want to read too much of this, but there's a where's the index ah, okay. so, um, where was it? Yes, uh, so, vaccine injury is a big one in this, um, I won't click on it, but anyway, if you go to page 59, and this document is available in the Discord, uh, I put it in the Biowarfare um, scenario, just to, <laughs> it just seems the most apropos folder, uh, but let's go... Okay.
0: Didn't say 56 Vaccine damage Recovery Vaccine injury So
3: I don't know How long is this I've got the energy To uh, To read it all <laughs> I've done Spar's document before And Yeah I know Not all of my stuff is available online right now, but um, it's in there. And and like I say, one of the primary concerns is neurological.
0: So let's just see.
3: Um, Yes, here we go. Vaccine injury. There it is. Look, so... In contrast to Elisa Kapowitz's story, not all changes in opinion were in favor of public health messaging. As time passed and more people across the United States were vaccinated, claims of adverse side effects began to emerge. Several parents claimed that their children were experiencing neurological symptoms similar to those seen among livestock exposed to the GMI vaccine. By May 2027, parental anxiety around this claim had intensified to the point of lawsuits. That month, a group of parents whose children developed mental retardation, As a result of encephalitis in the wake of Corovax vaccination, sued the federal government demanding removal of the liability shield protecting the pharmaceutical companies responsible for developing and manufacturing Corovax. Now, this is precisely the scenario in which we find ourselves right now. And the issue that we have is that we don't know the long-term consequences of the medical countermeasures that they have taken. There is a plausible first principles mechanism for the you know, the worst case scenario playing out in a significant cohort of people. And they've gone to extraordinarily uh, Extraordinary lengths in the last three years to make sure that people like myself were shut down. Right, <laughs> I couldn't couldn't talk about these neurological risks because that's that's something that frightens a lot of. It sh- you know, it should concern you that but you know, the the thing that makes you use the bit of fat and protein between your ears is a risk from these uh, from these programs that these monsters are engaged in. And that's what they are, monsters. <laughs> and I'm I'm kind of convinced that we just had the real-life exercise, whatever you want to call it, of spas. And that's what's played out. And now, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where it goes because, you know, one of the links that I wanted to get into in this stream was this potential uh vaccine result now you know this is this is where it's you know you have to keep a sort of nuanced perspective in in light of scientific developments and in a in a scenario where so say and i don't think that we're going to well, there there will be impact. We see that at a large scale already, but you know, there's a there's questions about what's the synergistic actions between virus exposure versus vaccine exposure, etc. And I, I, um, you know, we had this discussion in the Discord a little bit the other day, and um, you know, that's something you could test in uh, if, if the right primate lab setup, and it's a shocker that we're not doing that but this is the again it's the environment in which we find ourselves and there's there's too much vested interest in corporate science to to pursue these avenues and it is it is what it is so anyway um so yes just this came across, this helped sort of frame the discussion somewhat. So, um, this is from Dr. William Mackis, I guess, um, this link. But these are just young kids that have died. Like I said, I haven't um, delved in and fact-checked all these young people that have died. But this is just in April, right? <laughs> oh. Young kids who are... Um, passing under circumstances where it shouldn't be. Um, uh, here we go into March somewhat, but you know, there's there is this signal there that we should be concerned about. And how the, what they're doing is they're trying to gerrymander the system in such a way that there's no recourse for people to be able to point towards things like medical countermeasures and, and not even medical, like t- t- just the whole enchilada which is these biowarfare programs that's what brought us to this spot okay and they're trying to have their cake and eat it by trying to keep that gravy train running and uh, <laughs> shutting down dissent among people who are who get caught up in the carnage Uh, we need someone to go undercover as a WEF information warrior. Yeah, well... <laughs> not me. I won't be able to keep my mouth shut. Um, So, I wanted to... Like I said, this is slightly different to the usual fare, but and it's a few months old, and I don't know who sent me this report but um i i found it interesting because you know one of the one of the earlier signals that we got that there was uh an issue you know when i was sort of jumping up and down, saying it'll it'll whack your central nervous system was the humanized mouse models and those humanized mouse models showed that exposure to sars virions in this case was capable of inducing encephalopathy in these um rodents and encephalopathy being spongy brain and spongy brain being indicative of prion like disorders now this um this title is Scroll on the right screen, Kev, not not the uh, one you're watching. But full protection from SARS-CoV-2 brain infection and damage in susceptible transgenic mice confirmed. Sorry, conferred by MVA-CoV2-S vaccine candidate. Now, I thought this would be a useful exercise in going through and picking out what could be interesting scientific uh, insights into. And like I say, I don't. I will state for the record, I'm not against effective countermeasures if they if they really work and they're not there as uh you know ticking boxes such that corporations think that they're they're gonna be able to gouge or or <laughs> basically fuck the public over in um in the pursuit of power so um let's delve a little bit into this because you know something something that would be highly efficacious in preventing brain injury is I'd like I'd like to see it pursued properly so um we'll just do the usual I'll read through the paper from the beginning and Let's let's get it on. So, vaccines against SARS CoV two have been shown to be safe and effective. I beg to disagree. But their protective efficacy against infection in the brain is yet unclear. Um, I would say, I would argue that, um, th- th- well, that's, there's depends on which data you want to look at. But there's data which says it doesn't help per se in long COVID, etc. Makes it worse. Makes it better. There's a very Uh, heterogeneous um, data set with respect to the impact on the central nervous system. So, Here in the susceptible transgenic K18 HS2 mouse model of severe coronavirus disease, we report spatiotemporal description of SARS-CoV-2 infection and replication through the brain Sorry, replication through the brain. SARS-CoV-2 brain replication occurs primarily in neurons leading to neuronal loss, signs of glial activation, and vascular damage in mice infected with SARS-CoV-2. One or two, do- one or two doses of a modified vaccinia virus Ankara vector expressing the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein conferred full protection against SARS-CoV-2 cerebral infection, preventing virus replication in all areas of the brain and its associated damage. This protection was maintained even after SARS-CoV-2 reinfected these findings further support the use of mva cov2 so um vaccina virus uh, ankara so it's obviously a pox virus but let's just see what the google machine tells us about that particular virus uh <laughs> smallpox <laughs> So, Vaccinovirus Ankara is an attenuated strain of the Vaccinovirus, which is closely related to smallpox virus, VACV, has been extensively studied as a potential vaccine vector for a range of diseases. It's often used due to its inability to replicate in most mammalian cells, making it safer than other viral vectors. Moreover, VACV can accommodate large inserts of foreign DNA, making it a useful tool for the production of recombinant vaccines. Studies have indicated that VACV is highly immunogenic, elisa- listing a strong. And durable immune response. This has led to its use as a vaccine against a range of diseases, including influenza, HIV, malaria, tuberculosis, and cancer. However, the safety and efficacy of VACV are constantly being evaluated, especially as new strains emerge. Now, yeah, again, it's this very, very sharp razor's edge. The um, <laughs> century says if they work, they're great. Yeah. Um, I thought Ankara was the capital of Turkey. Isn't Istanbul the capital of Turkey? And I think Ankara is in Egypt, no? Ankara. Turkey's cosmopolitan capital. Okay. Isn't there an Ankara, Egypt? Why do I why do I associate that with Egypt? No, maybe not. Why do I, why do I uh, learn, learn something new every day? <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Uh, although COVID-19 is primarily a respiratory disease, I beg to disagree. May, many patients manifest neurological symptoms, including anosmia, non nonspecific symptoms such as headaches or dizziness, or even conditions such as cognitive impairment, epilepsy, ataxia, or encephalopathy. These symptoms have been attributed to the secondary effects of the systemic SARS-CoV-2 infection, that is hypoxemia produced by severe pneumonia, cytokine release syndrome induced by hyperactivation of the immune response, thrombotic complications, or electrolytic dysregulation by acute renal injury, or encephalitis produced by the direct viral infection of the central nervous system. However, direct CNS infection is supported by the neurotropism exhibited by other coronaviruses and by the detection of SARS-CoV-2 in cerebral spinal fluid from patients with COVID-19 and a significant proportion of brain autopsies from patients who died from COVID-19. Furthermore, SARS-CoV-2 has also been detected in the brain of different experimental animal models, including transgenic and knock-in mice expressing human angiotensin-converting enzyme, and natural hosts of SARS-CoV-2 such as hamsters, ferrets, and non-human primates. Three main routes have been proposed by which SARS-CoV-2 may enter the CNS, the so-called olfactory route, where the virus could reach the olfactory bulb through the lamina cribosa, or by infection of olfactory sensory neurons, the hematological route in which the virus enters the brain by crossing the blood brain barrier and or blood cerebral spinal fluid barrier and retrograde transport through peripheral nerves innervating the respiratory tract, that is trigeminal, facial, glossopharyngeal, and vagus nerves. Regardless of the pathogenic mechanism, viral neuroinvasion, or secondary to the systemic invasion, several studies have demonstrated important neuropathological alterations in patients with severe COVID-19, such as neurovascular pathology, glial activation, and neuronal damage. Additionally, biomarkers of cerebral injury have also been found to be elevated in patients with mild or moderate COVID-19. Furthermore, neurological manifestations are common in patients recovered from the acute phase COVID-19, suggesting the possibility of chronic brain impairment associated with post-acute COVID-19 syndrome. Many vaccine candidates against COVID-19 have been developed and clinically tested in phase 1, 2 and 3 trials. Vaccines approved by the main regulatory agencies are primarily based on SARS-CoV-2 spike protein and have been generated by various technologies, including messenger RNA, adenoviral vectors, uh or inactivated virus. These vaccines are currently being used for mass vaccination. However, it's still unknown whether they prevent viral spread to other regions of the body, such as the CNS, and confer protection against the brain damage induced by SARS-CoV-2 infection. We have previously described the advantage of a poxvirus-modified vaccinovirus, Ankara, I'll just call it MVA from now on, vectors expressing a human codon-optimized full-length SARS-CoV-2-S protein As a promising COVID-19 vaccine candidate, MVA-CoV-2-S vaccine candidate induces in mice robust and long-term memory S-specific humoral and T-cell immune responses and fully prevented morbidity, mortality and viral replication pathology and cytokine storm in the lungs of K18 humanized mice. Moreover, we have recently described that MVA-Cov2-S vaccination also induces a robust SARS-CoV-2-specific humoral and cellular immunogenicity and full efficacy against SARS-CoV-2 infection in other animal models such as hamsters and rhesus macaques. Here we examine the efficacy of MVA-Cov2-S vaccination to prevent SARS-CoV-2 cerebral infection and associated damage in K18-HS2 mice, as well as established mouse model of severe COVID-19 disease. To this end, we provide a detailed spatio-temporal description of the SARS-CoV-2 viral spread among the main regions of the brain. SARS-CoV-2 infection and replication appear mainly restricted to neurons, producing significant neuronal cell death. Now, th- here's, here's a major problem that we've come to understand, which is that neurons in human models in both... Um, Uh, what do you call them, petri dish or organoids, um, seem to be somewhat resistant to viral infection. It's the other um, supporting cells of the central nervous system which are particularly at risk. And in this case, the um, dendritic, not dendritic, the uh, microglia cells and possibly through uh, the activation or hanging on to DC sign receptors. So, you know, how to, how to sort of square that circle. So potentially the humanized mouse model is not the optimal model in which to be testing this therapy. Straight off. If it's not recapitulating the precise disease mechanisms that we're seeing in humans, then yeah. there's, there's a problem. Now, you know, of course, you've got to remember that any scientific manuscript is going to be trying to sell themselves and their data because they're trying to get more money for the next. Well, that's what they want is uh, wealth and riches beyond the dreams of mammon. And uh, again, you, you always have to look at any research through that lens, especially nowadays.
0: All right.
3: Uh, Uh, Ankh. Is that why I associate Egypt with Ankhara? Maybe. I don't know. Those those dusty, uh, desert hot places. I don't want to go to those places. (laughs) <laughs> they're for brown blick people. <laughs> SARS viruses replicate poorly in mice. Generally, unless they're humanised. So, yes, you can't passage them unless humanised. Yes, 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 yes. Anyway, so let's have a look at their results. So,
0: oh, I should always do this, but... That window. This window, we want to look at their data, right? Whilst we're doing this.
3: And to me, just you know, a thought has just sort of struck me right now that um, this type of vaccine would be analogous to a more traditional vaccine as we understand them right which is that you prevent or you present the antigen and i guess the premise here is that it they don't replicate well in mammalian or not in, in humans let's just put it that way and in this instance i guess you can expose people to it and you're going to um, you could, It'll do some replication, I guess, and then you'll build an immune response to that and pick out the epitopes. Now, it, I'm reminded of um, the discussions I had with Nick now where they were using pox virus for HIV and it didn't work. So keep that in mind as well. All right, so let us... Get to their figures. Go away. Figure one. Okay. Um. Well, you know I can <laughs> in, instead of maybe just reading, uh, out the, the data, I can point at the what's on the screen here. So. Here's the control brain and that's how it looks uh, under normal conditions and I guess they've tried to do staining for the spike protein and here you can see the brain six days post infection and then on the right we've got a box where they're doing um, I'm guessing RT-PCR and staining for um, each area of the brain that um, is developing and showing uh, infection, and you know in this, and again in this mouse model, it seems to be very virulent across um, all brain structures, and I'm not so sure that we see that in the uh, human case. So that's that's what you're looking at there and the blue columns are the control, and then yellow and red, red being uh, scary bad. And then we go down, and we can see them doing immunohist chemistry. in this case, uh, the hypothalamus cortex, and mesencephalon. Um, mesencephalon is the midbrain. Um, one of the areas that I am concerned about, because that's where, and we've looked at a lot of data in the last few weeks, trying to understand the impact on um, yeah the midbrain and dopaminergic neurons, etc., and uh, their susceptibility. So, in this instance, it's m- minimal compared to cortex and hypothalamus. So... Let us scroll down. This is interesting bit of discussion, so I'll read this bit. So SARS-CoV-2 infection in humanized mice produces anosmia and different authors have proposed olfactory bulb infection as the principal route of neuroinvasion. To advance in knowledge of the route of viral entry in the CNS, we studied neurotropism, that is the ability of the virus to infect and replicate in CNS regions, by highly sensitive yeah, RTQ-PCR uh, RT-Q of the SARS-CoV-2 subgenomic e-gene at 2, 4, and 6 days. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I think we've looked at that. So, yeah, this is figure one. Yeah, we've done that. So, um, I'm just going to keep plowing through the figures because I, I think the figures will be relatively self-explanatory rather than me reading out all the text because I feel myself wilting. <laughs> and, uh, obviously Kev isn't, uh, fully recovered yet. So, um... Neuronal replication of SARS-CoV-2 in K SARS-CoV-2 K18 HS2 mice, and here we've got some nice um, immunohistochemistry, and we can see that. Well, what what are they pointing at? The, the very obviously that the, the um, green neurons uh, are expressing SARS-CoV-2 E gene in this instance. No, no, no. With the immunohistochemistry, it might be um, spike protein. So, uh, this is interesting. And very interestingly, I see in the bottom corner, ah, here, you see they're staining for tyrosine hydroxylase, which means that they're looking in the um, dopaminergic um, containing cells. So... Mm, 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 mm. f no why no 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 showing viral infection of cortical glutamatergic cam mk2 gabergic parvalbumin positive neurons and cholinergic neurons of the basal forebrain oh yeah meson i was gonna say that they've made a big goof up there describing it that and and mesencephalic dopaminergic tyrosine hydroxylase neurons the insets are depicted at higher magnification on the right. Yes, yes, yes. And in this model, we're seeing um, the co-localization of neurons that were staining, where there's a high level of staining for tyrosine hydroxylase. And again, I, I'm, my concern is that it doesn't take much in that area of the brain to lead to significant problems um there isn't there isn't the plasticity that other regions have so that's kind of interesting so let's move on and then brain infection produces neuronal cell death well yep okay we'll um Believe them here, and so here you can what are you looking for in this? oh, you can't quite see that, but here there's just less uh clear cell bodies in this uh in this slice to the right, and there they've done a um count at cells four and six days significant drop, and um similar in so that's hypothalamus cortex and um hippocampus i'm not sure why the
0: cell numbers are so low which is just not a
3: very good figure but let's see what he says e to h hippocampal and hypothalamic images from control and SARS-CoV-2 infected mice after immune hit the chemistry against apoptoptic C caspase free images.
0: Mm? yep. I'm just wondering why the it's so
3: Well, if I was reviewing this I would, uh, I would ask for a better state. I guess I guess maybe what they're looking at here is it's the spike protein expression, right? So, no, it's uh, the apoptotic C-CASP-free protein. So maybe maybe that's why. So because they're staining for that protein, and the, uh, it's, it's got to be expressing that caspase apoptotic signal. And in this particular instance, not all of the cells are doing that, and so you don't see any. And so you see very few, just one, Belly two in the control, and then there's wow, four, five, six, seven, eight. I can see in the hippocampus and hypothalamus. All right, that's that done. So I'm presuming that they're gonna. Um, let's see, Oof, this one looks complicated. So glial. <laughs> response and vascular damage after brain of SARS-CoV-2, let's try and
0: see what they say here, look at the
3: legend, which side works best for you, right, if if it's like that, so you can see the figure, then if I,
0: I do this, All right, so what
3: it is, A, A to D, representative images of Imaris 3D reconstruction of cortical and hypothalamic uh, A and C microglial cells from uninfected controls, A to C,
0: okay, and
3: Oh yeah, SARS-CoV-2 infected. And quantitative morphological analysis of microglial cells in the cortex B to D. Um uh, okay, I kind of get what they're doing here. So they're just it's it's a sort of volume measure that they're checking with respect to um the I guess the vaccinated and the SARS-CoV-2, and they're seeing um significant uh, changes in morphology. That's that's the take home of that slide uh, with SARS-CoV-2 and the uh, their vaccine candidate is preventing that. And I guess that would be the money shot from their paper that they've sort of done this morphometric quantitative analysis. All the other immunohistochemistry is somewhat subjective and yeah. This, that. So I think I might have covered all the figures there. So no. no. Now we're getting to vaccine. So maybe that was just control. So now the vaccine, and the vaccine prevents SARS-CoV-2 brain infection. Yes. Okay. That's their figure six. We've done all that before, so let's move on. Um, vaccination confers protection against brain damage induced by SARS-CoV infection. Lots of quantitative graphs. So that was all PCR, and we'll get to the discussion because I'm I'm gassed actually. <laughs> All right, so their discussion. After respiratory symptoms, neuropsychiatric manifestations are the second most common symptoms in patients with COVID-19. Despite the clinical relevance of the brain damage caused by COVID-19, it is still unknown whether the different COVID-19 vaccine candidates can prevent SARS-CoV-2 neuroinvasion or associated damage. In this study, we show that vaccine candidate against COVID-19 based on the pox virus expressing the SARS-CoV-2 S protein confers complete protection against SARS-CoV-2 brain infection test the efficacy we used humanized mice this transgenic mouse model has increased cerebral expression presenting significant brain permissiveness to SARS-CoV-2 replication our histological analysis revealed that ventral areas of the brain basal forebrain hypothalamus and amygdala are the first cerebral regions infected by SARS-CoV-2 with virus replication being detected at four days post infection on the other hand the olfactory bulbs which have been proposed as one of the main ports of the viral cns entry presented mild SARS-CoV-2 infection at four days dpi and only showed severe viral infection after 6 dpi. Interesting. Uh, the molecular study of viral neurotropism failed to show earlier or higher levels of viral replication in the olfactory bulb. These data are consistent with recent studies that fail to detect significant levels of viral replication in the olfactory bulb of patients who died a few days after viral infection. In addition, the fact that the hypothalamus, where there are highly fenestrated blood-brain barrier capillaries, is one of the brain regions with the highest and earliest viral replication levels, suggesting that hematogenous... Uh, hematogenous meaning the blood, is the main route of entry of SARS-CoV-2 into the CNS. Another relevant finding of our analysis of SARS-CoV-2 infection is that brain viral replication occurs primarily in neurons. Yeah, this, this doesn't... Ah, <laughs> you
2: had enough? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh,
3: whoever that was. Ah, it's not going to load right now, is it? Come on. I can't say thank you to you just yet. Hang on, I've got to do all the capture nonsense. Um, These findings are consistent with the detection of SARS-CoV-2 in cortical neurons from deceased patients with COVID-19, with the induction of neural apoptosis in infected human brain organoids. Yeah, I would have been pulling them up for slack um, referencing here, uh, but that's just me. Our study clearly demonstrates that MVA-CoV-2 vaccination confers sterilizing immunity against brain viral replication and damage. And again, it's, that word is of critical importance because the current uh, products that they've shoved out into the market are not sterilizing. In previous studies, we reported that MVA-CoV2S vaccine and candidate induced in mice robust SARS-CoV-2 specific humoral and cellular immune responses, producing high titers of binding IgG antibodies against the S and receptor binding domain protein, high titers of neutralizing antibodies able to recognize different variants of concern, and potent broad and polyfunctional S specific T cell immune responses. Moreover, memory SARS-CoV-2 specific humoral and cellular immune responses were detected in mice even at six. Months after the last MVA COV 2S immunization, we have also established that humanized mice vaccinated with MVA and challenged with SARS CoV 2 are protected against mortality, body weight loss, viral lung replication, and lung pathology, and have reduced pro inflammatory cytokines. The two dose treatment being more effective than one single dose. Oh, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm feeling feeling peaked. Um. Okay, so they go on. To the best of our knowledge, only three articles have addressed the efficacy of COVID-19 vaccine candidates to protect against SARS-CoV-2 cerebral infection. In these works, the efficacy of adenoviral, lentiviral, or vesicular stomatitis virus S-based vaccine against SARS-CoV-2 brain infection were analysed using human... Humanized mice obtaining different outcomes. The adenoviral S-based vaccine candidate failed to control SARS-CoV-2 brain replication, reducing the brain viral load only when it was combined with a nucleocapsid-based vaccine candidate, whereas the lentiviral of vesticular stomatitis virus-based vaccine candidates were able to block the SARS-CoV-2 cerebral replication. Interestingly, our MVA vaccine candidate not only completely abolished SARS-CoV-2 brain replication, even with one single dose, but also conferred sustained protection against a second viral infection, all vaccinated mice being completely resistant to a SARS-CoV-2 reinfection seven weeks after the the first challenge. Interestingly, MVA was able to induce memory-specific humoral and CD4 and CD8 T-cell immune responses even six months after the last dose. An important aspect of our data. And uh, oh, I want to say thank you to uh, Law. Uh, you, you trigger the supreme, uh, the supreme Chad himself. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. All right. I'll struggle through. I'll struggle through. All right. So, where was I? Uh, So complete protection exerted by MVA vaccine candidate against cerebral SARS-CoV-2 infection and replication should be the main cause of the lack of neuropathological signs observed in the brains of vaccinated mice. Furthermore, the cytokine and chemokine storm produced by systemic SARS-CoV-2 infection in many patients with COVID-19 has also been proposed to induce cerebral damage, producing neurological symptoms. Let me read that again. Furthermore, the cytokine and chemokine... Talk about infection. I thought they were admitting it for vaccine, just there. In this regard, we previously reported that MVA vaccination prevented in humanized mice increase in pro-inflammatory cytokines induced by SARS-CoV-2 infection, helping to reduce the potential cytokine-induced neurotoxicity in vaccinated humanized mice. So, in summary, this study shows that MVA vaccine candidate confers complete and sustained protection against SARS brain infection replication and associated damage. These results, whatever, give us more money, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, there's a. um, We could we could have prevented a lot of. Societal stress, I guess, had they been able to come up with a sterilizing vaccine. That could have um that didn't have all the baggage associated with using a gene transfection approach. Now, this study, of course, is in a model that is not recapitulating what you see in um other models so well, where they're seeing very, very strong neuronal um infection. And We have to we have to keep that in mind. And the critical question is none of this has even gone towards safety testing, right? So you'd want to see a well-performed primate study and showing exactly the same results as they're seeing here. And then you'd want to see well-controlled human studies. Now, you know, the problem or the territory in which we find ourselves is that I don't think that they were interested in trying to move towards a sterilizing vaccine based on more conventional methods. Everything was geared towards the push towards gene transfection as the um go to method now, whether that was uh, this was just a ruse to open up the path so that they had a huge data set on which to base the next hundred years of medicine i don't know um i'm I'm inclined to think that there's there's a lot of that that we're dealing with, and yeah it, had we had we had this study done three years ago, it might have been a very very different landscape to what we see right now which is a implosion of our um institutions both scientific and well you know what <laughs> if the the all that other stuff outside of science that i don't <laughs> i try to stay far far away from um let's see uh let me Check the chat real quick. I'm I'm about done, folks. I'm like I say I'm feeling a bit bit shaky still. <laughs> Got cold sweat on my back. Um let's see. Somebody make dark turmeric tea. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna go and have a cup of tea. <laughs> and uh, a lay down. Uh let's see. SARS viruses Yeah, I did that. Isn't that where they pick up XMRV? Um from the pox virus i'm not sure no i don't think so i think um murine uh oh you're on about the uh lentivirus or the other uh i forgot what it was called stomatitis whatever uh let's see smashing lane says yeah desert sucks las vegas phoenix tucson el paso yeah i'm I'm not desert i'm a mountains and uh trees and Weather type of person. I like variable weather. Uh, let's see. It seeded pox DNA RNA in the community. See. Uh, let's see. The salt flats are underwater right now in the West Utah Desert. No speed racing anytime soon. Okay. Good to know. Are these transgenic mice? Yes. Yes. And uh, there's a literal war on for your brain. Says good doggy. Yes. Very very much so. And again. You have to, you know. There, we we know a lot of what we were dealing with is that there were ulterior motives to um, the events being played out, and they're just lying to you. They're lying to you every day of your miserable, miserable, spittle existence.
5: Get I in your kill box?
3: See. This vaccine has some sterilizing properties, yes, yes, and you know, that as a um, you know, someone who just doesn't want to write off uh <laughs> useful technologies, that's something that I think you know should be um looked at and um thought about, you know, in, in an environment where we're obviously seeing organizations entities dark entities engaging in essentially covert not covert anymore but but biowarfare against you and you know i did check the uh the conflicts etc and they they claim no conflicts of interest this is funded by the spanish government and a eu grant i haven't looked the, the specifics of the EU grant and what it covers but there's no Bill and Melinda Gates here there's no Gavi there's no none of that and this um this to me is how science should have been working not what we had in the last three years and you know what will they uh, oh hang on They also acknowledge financial support from the Spanish State Research Agency through Severo Ocha Program, Centers for Excellence. Uh, I don't know, again, is that linked to Bill and Melinda Gates? I don't know, but there were none of the alarm bells that were ringing that we usually see in a lot of these studies. And this, the data that they're showing is pretty, um, interesting, particularly, you know, if were well, let's, let's take a worst case scenario. So you're taking, so even in this study, they're showing that um, dopaminergic neurons are being infected with, um, SARS or whatever SPARS. think of spas some some new agent is coming or we're going to be dealing with a wave of Parkinson's in um those who are those who are subject to long hauler type conditions um would would an approach like this help reverse those people's symptoms and you know a scientist in me says well that's something that you should you should pursue and again i'm not signing off on uh vaccines vaccines left right and center i think that they they are a tool that should be used uh sparingly not the uh insane schedules that well particularly the u.s has and yeah i'm you know i was intrigued by the title and the um, approach and it's good to see an approach that is more orthodox achieving better results than the you know (laughs) these newfangled technologists back in my day back in my day all right so i think i'm gonna wrap it up there what i will do is again remind everyone i now have these Pristine, cold-chained vaccines. One of the most pertinent questions that need answering right now is the plasmid contamination. And simple fact is that all those samples so far have um, been um, not pristine. Okay, We have a chance to... Now, look, could I risk letting them out my sight? and not doing the experiment myself or, or or at least being present during the experiment potentially but i think these samples are so valuable considering the data that kevin mckernan has dragged <laughs> into the well it's it's not it's not igniting as well as i would like but th- the plasmid contamination is a serious serious issue and could that could explain the changes in cancer that we're seeing, potentially? And, you know, SARS, you know, the spike protein as well could do it. But you know, in you want a robust hypothesis on which to push forward or, or make the argument for more studies to be done. And so w- this. This data, these samples—they're not out of date. They are pristine. Please, 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 please try and help me um, get to a funding goal. I'll have to think about funding goal, and I'll put maybe like yeah, I think I think like eight thousand is is reasonable without me sweating bullets. Uh Jessica mentioned McKernan's work on Viva Fry this week. Hopefully that will get traction from that. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um you know, let's um let's get me to to the labs where we can uh, we can do the experimentation on pristine samples. All right, so with that, I'm going to bid you adieu. I'm going to go lay down and um, <laughs> ah, just ah, just feeling ill sucks. All right, I'm out of here, guys. Take care. I'll see you guys on the next one. I'll try and do one tomorrow. But um, if not, you know why. <laughs> this one killed me. All right, bye-bye. God bless.
2: You don't know how angry I am. You do, like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand our fucking pissed off after reading that little line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these passes! I'm fucking kill each fucking capper, I swear. <laughs> this is not fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck
1: <laughs> these cappers. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever take you my fucking blood blood.
3: All that five live. this
1: guy. Seven, 10, in. <laughs>